Ladies and gentlemen, Beach Ball Mania is running wild. Cesaro's having none of it. The Lone Wolf has been thrown to the Wolves, and Rusev should probably go back to Bulgaria. Welcome to Vacant Wrestling Podcast. I am Tim, and I'm joined today by my two delinquents, Tyler. Hey, what's up? And Yusuf. Hello there. Tyler, lead us off. SummerSlam 2017. How are we feeling about that overall? I mean, I'm kind of like mixed emotions. I don't really know how I feel about it too much. The booking was a little questionable, but what do you guys think? Cena wins, LOL. I hate all of you. My thoughts exactly. All right. Uh, I don't. SummerSlam wasn't okay. It was booked weird. The main event was. Oh, the main event and the uh, the Usos uh, New Day match on the pre-show were probably the two best matches of the night. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't even get to watch the pre-show. Yusuf, what did you see on that? Because I think Tim and I both missed the pre-show. Okay. Uh, the only... I missed the first two, which I th- believe were uh, the Cruiserweight match and the uh, six-man tag. But I managed to catch the um, I managed to catch the SmackDown tag titles match. And that, oof, that was that. Um, how do I how do I put this without distracting myself? Now that I think match proves that the Usos have gotten so much better since they became heels, and uh, hopefully they'll have like a very very strong title run as heels. And I'm really really impressed by like how good of a match that was. It just sucks that it was on the pre-show. And so. and fuck the new day. All right. That um, too. Actually, well, oddly enough, you're apparently not. You're not the only one who missed the uh, the six man tag. None, none of the live crowd saw it either. So. Oh That's yeah, because they opened. True. What? What was that? They opened doors later. Okay, so they opened the doors at five, but it they takes such up. a long time that like the fans still didn't get into the building and into their seats and settled in until then. Because like when you go to a WWE event, usually like you go into the building and then you get like your food if you get food, or you go get merch or whatever. So like I'm assuming, and it's a big arena like clearly it's a big arena if they have one of their big four pay-per-views there so i'm assuming it was just really difficult to get to their seats so a lot of fans missed the match and all the competitors in the match especially miz were furious about that uh performing in front of the empty arena um but apparently it was no fault of the wwe themselves it was the fault of the people that ran the arena or not opening the doors until five when the match was supposed to run at like 5 15 5 30 ish they fucked up they fucked up. Yeah. They fucked up. They fucked up. They fucked up. Literally, and oddly enough, all so, the heels won on the pre-show, so that's really interesting going into SummerSlam. That's when I knew that the booking was going to go all over the place, and it really did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, so this is kind of a SummerSlam recap as we go into the next show. So let's let's start with Raw. Let's start with Raw. Let's start with the fallout from Raw and how SummerSlam affected Raw. So you guys good with that? Yeah. Let's start with that. Um, where do we begin? So let's start with how Raw opened up. All right. So Raw opened up with Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Suplex City chance reign supreme. Because, okay, why not? I guess. Uh, Paul Heyman cuts a little little promo, I think. I didn't really hear it. I kind of cut in late. And, I saw, and here comes Braun Strowman out to the ring to do what he did the night before. And that's lay Brock in out it's uh basically claiming his number one contendership for the title okay so like braun Strowman and that fucking fatal four-way holy shit dude like 
He looked like a star. We all talked about that, but like, let's talk about that for a sec. Like, if that didn't yeah. happen, I wouldn't have been as sold on this match for No Mercy coming up because later in the night on Raw, they did end up making it official for No Mercy um, that Brock would defend the Universal title against Braun. But holy shit, dude. Like, not only was Braun the biggest face in the entire match, but he was kicking the shit out of Brock Lesnar. Like, he was lifting him up and power slamming him, no problem. He power slammed him through two announce tables and then turned a third one up and over on its, like, upside down on top of Brock Lesnar. To the point where Paul Heyman had to, like, pretend he was, like, crying like he just saw someone die. As as uh, Lesnar was carried out on the stretcher for probably the first time in, a, in, like, since he's been back in WWE that he's actually looked genuinely weak. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that sounds about right. Braun was, I think, hands down the best booked in that match. Paul was the best selling in that match. Um, and I will you guys can debate me on this, but I think Braun had all the best spots in the entire match. I hundred percent like agree. Ev- every every great spot that occurred in that four way was due to Braun Strowman, whether oh, it was uh, the tables or uh, or my favorite. Uh, I think it was um, what is it? It's while Reigns and Reigns and Joe were fighting on the outside, and Braun uh, throws another office chair at both of them. Oh yeah. Um, one other spot too, I would say, was when I knew the match was gonna be like a spot fest. When like literally three minutes into the match, uh, Reigns and Lesnar are outside the ring, and and Reigns out of nowhere just spears Lesnar through the barricade. Oh yeah, that, that was, was also a great spot. That was yeah. good. That made me really enjoy Roman yep. Reigns' character in the match too, because like. I felt like Reigns and Joe flew really under her radar, but I felt that they kind of booked Joe to look a little bit weak. Um, I don't know. I mean, he didn't eat the pin, but I felt like every time he tried to be offensive, someone else came really, really soon and just ruined that for him. Um, Reigns tried too, but like, even though Reigns ate the pin, that spear through the barricade made him look like a fucking monster too. I think Joe I think, was just think... great in the match to like really hold it, like hold the match together. Like, like in my opinion, I felt that Joe was really the glue in the match. I, I understand that like Lesnar and Strowman were the were like the highlight because of this match of No Mercy coming up. But I felt that Joe really like when you think of all these big spots in between, you had Joe in every little in between moment. I feel yeah. like uh, go, go ahead, ahead Tim. Oh. Okay. I'll go then. Uh, you're <laughs> you're not wrong when uh, you say Joe was the glue for that match because uh, I I don't know watching that entire match I found that there were uh, three very very important points that everyone needed to pay attention to. Number one was the booking of Braun Strowman that looked amazing. Uh, number two was Reigns being Reigns. And Reigns taking the pin, of course, is going to set up for Brock and Reigns at WrestleMania later on, obviously. Not anytime soon, but later on soon. Now that that's back in the plans for 34. Yeah, now that that's back in the plans. And Brock, of course, the highlight for Brock was you could... I I wrote this on Twitter. uh, After Brock got taken out on... Or after Brock came back after being taken out on a stretcher, you could throw Brock off the summit of Mount Everest into a pool of man-eating sharks... And he will still come out totally fine. He'll still come it out was like just... the next night on Raw. <laughs> exactly. He'll still come out no problem. Like, that match for Brock Lesnar was to prove that he could literally go through anything they throw at him. 
Yeah, I, I mean, mean, that's how Brock Lesnar's been booked, too, so... That's true. Yeah. That's the one thing that's keeping me really hesitant about this match against Strowman, because, like, in anything in wrestling, it should be where you don't know who's going to win the match, and that's what made this Fatal 4-Way so special. But, like, the thing with Strowman and Lesnar is that even though Strowman kicked the shit out of Lesnar for the past couple of nights, Lesnar can still walk and still survive. Well, that was that was the same thing that happened at uh, what the fuck was that pay per view called? Great Balls of Fire. God, because uh, Joe Joe could have Joe could have knocked out Lesnar right there and then won F five later and the match was over. It was dumb. Yeah. So. <laughs> it was good. It was I don't a know good how match. they're gonna. It was a good match. It was. Just like in hindsight, are important. Well, yeah, and like a really smarky yeah. kind of like way of looking at things. Like it should have taken Joe way more than just one F five to put him away if they wanted to make Joe a big star. Uh, so for me, I, I felt like I was constantly asking where the hell Joe went and not the Samoan, real Samoan Joe. I mean, Samoa Joe. I felt like I was like, where is Joe? Because I, they're kind of having him be calculated. So I guess that's kind of a good thing. And he didn't eat the pin. So Mm. Reigns ate the pin, which now I can firmly say that all three men in that match have pinned Roman Reigns. Yep. And y'all smarks need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's over now. He's dead. Uh, we we get it. We get it. You hate Reigns. Uh, but Braun looked like a champ. I don't like how Brock... The only... Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the first time Brock's been in a multi-man match since... The triple not including threat, Rumbles. Think, right? No, the triple threat with uh, Cena the and Rollins. triple threat with Rollins and Cena, right? Yep. This is the last, first time he hasn't had a one-on-one match at a pay-per-view that isn't the Rumble. Right? That sounds right. No, yeah, that's 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 right. The wait, hold on. So first time he hasn't what? He hasn't been on. He hasn't had a one-on-one match at a pay-per-view that isn't the Royal Rumble match. Yeah, pretty sure the last time was Cena and Rollins and Lesnar in a triple threat. Before WrestleMania 31, yeah. Oh, and the and the Reigns Dean Ambrose one, that one. But uh, but oh right, yeah. It seems like every time we throw Lesnar in these multi-man matches, they seem to give him a really like babyface, never say die attitude, and I don't know how I feel about that. You, like, because with Cena and uh, Rollins, they kicked the shit out of him. And buried him under tables. Uh, they beat the shit out of him again in this one, and I was like, "Well, what the fuck? We can't be I, having." I mean, on another Lesnar hand, carried on a stretcher. On another hand, though, at the end of the day, Strowman is a heel in WWE. The only face in this match was <laughs> Roman Reigns. Like, if you think of, if you have to, like. <laughs> Okay, so like that's horribly that, ironic. Not yeah. that that crowd he wasn't. No, yeah, not in that crowd. But like from WWE's storybook standpoint, for where they should be, regardless of the crowd, it should have been Roman was the only face. So then, if Lesnar's a heel, but like why they also he... book they also book Lesnar as a tweener based on who he's facing. For example, Braun okay. Strowman, he's supposed to be the face against Strowman, and Joe, he was supposed to be the face against Joe, even though they kind of made Joe look like the face. I, I don't I don't get it. So I'm tired of watching Brock get his ass kicked is really what I'm saying. I'm I 
I get it. Brock needs to sell, but no, he doesn't. He's Brock Lesnar. He doesn't need to sell shit. He'll sell for you when you need it, but he's starting to sell a little too much for my liking. I mean, I think Strowman needed it if they didn't have any other option but Braun Strowman, and I don't think they really did because I don't think the fans want I, Reigns in that picture right now, and I don't think Joe. I think he already beat they Joe. They don't ever want once in ago. that picture. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, since the fact that they're doing Braun and Brock at uh, No Mercy, like they needed to make uh, Strowman look like a fucking heel at SummerSlam, and he did just the right job. So, eh, well. You know, because, because who knows? Double constantly turn. Because constantly on Raw now, when he shows up on Raw, he's not beating anybody up anymore. It's I'm, And I'm like, well, you tout this guy as the beast, and now he's starting to look human. You kick everyone everyone on your Raw is just kicking his ass. I mean, All your main event stars in, are right there with him. In Brock's defense, the last time we did this podcast, we had just watched Raw where Brock kicked the Miz Taraj and the Miz's ass. That doesn't count. Not really. How many times is Bo Dallas going to take a beating from Brock Lesnar? That's the real question. But great match, though, and cool fallout, too, and I'm excited to see the match. Yeah, I agree. So, um, like, I'm I'm not mad. I'm just kind of, I'm just, like, wondering why Brock oh, abs- is selling so absolutely. much. Absolutely. I totally get that. Um, it, makes, it makes sense what they're doing. I just don't like it. I hear uh, you. To each their own. I mean, I think it's great to show a wrinkle in Lesnar's character, but at the same time, like... You don't want to have your big monster be the one to persevere. You want the babyface guy to persevere, and Lesnar isn't that guy. But I'm sure how he was booked that SummerSlam, I felt a little bit. Uh, yeah, I feel that too. But I, I think it was still cool to watch it. Um, okay, I thought it was the, awesome. I thought I thought that was just the right amount of squash. Um, I think the Goldberg squash was really bullshit, and that was stupid. Um, <laughs> LOL, Goldberg wins. But, but, yeah, let's not talk about that. That was terrible. Um, yes. what was the next segment? That was Big Cass and Enzo in the uh, Brooklyn Street Fight, wasn't it? Yeah, yep. that's where uh, well, Cass got it. Well, oh, dude, this it is was where, nasty. This is where that Owen was, yeah, that wasn't fun. Shit. This is where Owen couldn't handle any of it. Oh yeah. Uh, shout out to Owen. Hey Owen, how you doing? Dude, Owen, Owen literally was there. Owen was at SummerSlam and watched the uh, Shark Cage match unfold, where a grown man lubed himself up in front of an arena of I don't even know how many fans and uh, slipped his way out of a cage and still got destroyed by Big Cass. And now he's on 205 Live. Yeah, he got... to put it like that? Yes. A grown... Stop doing that. (laughs) A grown... There was... He got hit with a big boot all the way down to 205 Live. Yep, pretty much. Um, right where he should be. But yeah. technically, Actually. based on what happened on Raw, Enzo Amore won the feud. Think about that. Because oh, Enzo Amore kind of faced Big Cass on Raw in a Brooklyn street fight. And Big Cass could not continue because after he went for a big boot on Enzo and he tripped up over the ropes, he landed on his uh, leg really bad. I believe it was his left leg. And he tore his ACL. And he's slated to be out of action for nine months. And uh, the match was ended. Uh, the ref threw up the X. They had doctors come out. Cass was, like, cursing and swearing and, like, super frustrated. He was smacking the ring. Like, he was pissed. And uh, Enzo won the match. And now Enzo is down to 205 Live to uh, go on to bigger and better things. 
Well, not everyone can be Triple H and finish the match with a fucking toy and quad. He tried. He damn tried. Take a walls of Jericho on a table. Yeah, no, that was... He tried, Dude, he he tried to be Triple he tried, H. He did try. He did. He gave he, it the old college He try. gave Enzo no. a body slam after doing that. That's crazy. First, I saw him... I thought he was just selling, and then I saw him drop from the Empire knee when he was going to do the elbow, and I was like, huh? And then I watched the weird wonky way they rung the bell, and I was like, oh, shit. And at first we were all like, wait, is he selling? And then he they threw up the X. We're like, oh, that sucks. And it does suck. Poor, But here's, here. I guess we can find the remedy. Uh, Big Cass now has nine months to revitalize and find a real, heel a real heel character that's not just trying to beat up a guy half his size. Exactly. And now that they moved Enzo to 205 Live, it separates them and it creates a good way to really end the feud. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense to have Enzo take a win in this feud because if he didn't get a win in this feud, it wouldn't it like he would have been done. But I think that that kind of almost helped Enzo in a way, and I think it almost helps Cass because now it gets him out of that program. Um, I think Show is done for a little while, so I think that um, he's just gonna stick to he's gonna get the Chris Jericho treatment, like he's gonna show up for like a pay per view or two and put over some young guys and then go away until the next guy needs Big Show to put him over. Um, even though I don't feel like it does as much with Big Show, because Big Show's just a big tub of shit, but... doesn't do anything with when Jericho puts him over, either. Yeah. I mean, it's fucking Chris Jericho. Imagine uh, imagine Cass but, comes yeah. back after he heals from his injury, and he just calls out the cruiserweights, assuming that the division is still alive by then. This is true. Yeah. Um, what yeah. was next? After the after Enzo and Cass, next was was it? I think it was it the tag team match. I mean, between Hardys and the Hardys the and the Shield, was it that? Sure, let's do that. <laughs> sure, why not? Because I can't remember if that was it or uh, Kurt Angle's Black Sun versus a. Demon. Oh no no no! It was um, it was Kurt Angle's <laughs> announcement. Oh, that's right. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it Kurt Angle's the announcement? Free, the free agent announcement. Yeah, or not the free agent, but the big yeah, surprise. No. So Kurt Angle has a big surprise, big surprise. Like real. Oh wait, I lied. It's not even that. It was Nia Jax and Emma, but like that really doesn't matter. And then Elias versus that Archie. was like that was five seconds. Both those matches were about five seconds altogether. I don't even remember. So we can skip that so, exactly. So Nia Jax beat Emma after em after <laughs> Emma like talked a bunch of shit, and then Elias beat Archie yep. after Archie and Good segment uh, by the interrupted way. Elias. That's true. I, I, yeah, good Emma okay. segment. I I yeah, really what a waste the allure of, what a of Emma waste, until tonight. What a waste of a talent they have with Emma. Like they really need to build up more people than Nia, Alexa, and Banks. Sorry, that's just my rant. Um, and then yeah. Elias beat our truth. I really hope Elias has more for him, but I don't think his character serves him well to do anything else besides. Wait, I do have something to say about Elias. What What is Michael Cole doing as a heel when he's supposed to be? I, a I don't face? know. Wasn't he like? Wasn't he like gushing is, about Elias's gimmick or something like on TV? What is, what is Michael Cole doing? I think Michael Cole's real persona is coming through a little bit. Michael Cole, it, your kayfabe is dying. <laughs> he's he's got to let them like, coal like, miners know, you know. It was like CM Punk in the pipe bomb speech. Oh, I broke the fourth wall. Waves at the camera. Oh. <laughs> Hi, Colt Cabana. Hi, Colt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, yeah. Does he get to mention every podcast now? God damn. So. <laughs> Then Kurt Angle made his entrance, and uh, 
came out and said that he had a big surprise for the fans that night on Raw. And since before the draft, for the first time, John Cena comes out. And what the fuck? Jesus Christ. We're John back. Cena sucks. We're back to the old John Cena. John Cena sucks. I swear, it's the, it was... it's the Raw writing team. We talked about this right before we started shooting. Like, it really is the Raw writing team that makes John Cena the cartoonish, uh, over-the-top babyface. And they tried so was... hard to get rid of it. John Cena on Raw reminds me of a Looney Tunes character. Oh, my God. He does. Somebody Am I really the one to defend John Cena? All right. Yeah, probably. I, he was kind of doing the same thing on SmackDown. He was he's, he's being himself, for better or for worse. His facial expressions were not the same. He was like, oh, you didn't expect to see me for the first time in over a year? And then the fans were like, you suck. And he was just like, oh, well. Do we not remember when John Cena instigated a fight versus AJ Styles in The Miz? Do we not remember that segment that just happened six months ago? He was doing the same thing. Six know. months ago. Oh, okay. It was on SmackDown. All right. uh, yeah. Uh, SmackDown takes no fault, apparently. No, yeah. I mean, I just didn't see... I mean, I just didn't see it, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I saw Cena as... Since he was on SmackDown, the only things that I've seen of Cena is just him being. I mean, yeah, he's still kind of goofy. He's still like like Superman, but what like whatever. But LOL. Yeah, he had more of a serious note until SummerSlam, where I felt he crushed Baron Corbin. I I don't think that's Cena's fault. I just think that that was WWE spiting and uh, spi- well, not nothing else, spiting Baron Corbin for everything that has gotten him the backstage heat that he has. Um, but Cena comes out. And uh, he's now he announces that he's for the time being he's a member of the Raw roster, and uh, says he was he wanted to meet face to face with a certain wrestler, and Roman Reigns came out. And Boo. yep, um, it was so crazy because like they both acted like they were faces until the fans started booing the shit out of them, and they were both were standing <sighs> in the ring like. They were, it was like a Rock Hogan moment where they were both sitting there like waiting for the fans to like eat them up, and they instead the fans just chanted, "You both suck! You both suck! You both suck!" I thought I thought that's what they were gonna chant. Like as soon as I saw Reigns come out, and I was like, "Oh no!" I was like, "They're gonna chant, you both suck!" I can see it, and then they started doing it, and I was like, ha, "Look at that! I can't uh, believe it." Cool segment though. I thought Reigns was was being a heel in that segment, so. Yeah, Reigns had the heel vibe in that segment, definitely. I mean, like, um, I, I, yeah, I, I kind of saw it as, like, John Cena as, like, the old guard, like, kind of, like, like older, being more happy, enthusiastic, and then Reigns is, like, the young blood that's just, like, I don't know, more selfish. This is my yard now. Yeah, exactly. Reigns was having none of what Cena was doing. Yeah. Reigns was having none of it. Did anyone else see that? No, yeah. I saw that. When he was, like... Reigns was, like, yo, the you, best was you when, need to stop. The best was later in the segment, um... Uh, but before we get to that, uh, Yusuf, you had something to say real quick. I cut you off. Oh, no. I just said this is my yard now because, you know, Roman Reigns is supposed to be the new face of the company. So, obviously, his little face-off with Cena was, uh, you know, hey, you're you're the current guard of this gate. I'm the big dog. That's my gate. It has my name on it. Well, no, it doesn't, but it's going to have my name on it. This is my yard. It's, it's the big dog and the big yard and the big house and, and the, the big, big street and the, the big city and the big county and the big state and the big country and the big continent and the big planet and the big Earth. galaxy. 
Keep going. No, keep going. You forgot. You forgot. Yeah, you're right. Um, but anyway. The... Uh, yeah. So then the Miz comes out. <laughs> first off, the Miz comes out and cuts the promo of his fucking life. He comes out and uh, first he says, this is what a sold out Barclays Center looks like. He Barclays. Yeah, he, he mispronounces the name and then Cena has to sit there and be like, it's Barclays. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Cena had to throw that, or Miz had to throw that in there to spite WWE for uh, making them wrestle in front of an empty arena. It's, I was about to say, that was that was the best shot of the entire promo. It was like, I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, shit, yep. damn. Um, but then um, the Miz sits there and literally goes off. Like, I'm still debating if this was a shoot promo or not about how many moments Cena and Reigns get as the big guys in the company, the poster boys, of the company and the crowd is on fire. Like they are eating this up and like, I don't even like the Miz is just fired up. I feel like they just told him, here's the mic. Talk about that and do it. And I feel like he brought out was... personal like aggressions on in general. And I think the fans saw yeah. it and I think the fans ate it up. But it was well, amazing. The fans have been eating up everything Miz has been doing anyway. I love, I love how Miz then turned back heel because he was like, "Y'all don't know what to do either." Yeah, he's like, he's like, Which, you thought you guys could get away, uh, get away with this? Yeah, I was, I was glad Miz was like, "Wait a minute, I'm the one you're supposed to be booing. Boo me too!" And he, they, he got booed. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, especially too, he looks at Cena's shirt and says respect i earned that 12 years ago and i still i've earned it for 12 years and i still don't have my moment he basically spent the promo talking about how the miz has been overlooked and how he hasn't gotten any of the moments that cnn reigns has uh, has gotten uh, in the past few years and that the miz earned respect and deserves his moment and then um cena says that first cena makes this like kind of condescending proposal by saying that uh miz and one of the mistourage members should face him and reigns in the main event and reigns just looks at cena like who says i want to be your tag team partner tonight <sighs> like he looks at him like he was about to like superman punch him right there right Ray reigns had the perfect look of disgust in that entire promo or what am I saying? Promo in that entire segment. Yeah, it kind of like it felt like he felt almost like Cena had taken the alpha le- like role and like started talking for both of them, and he was kind of disrespected by it. And it was kind of cool. It plants the seeds. I don't know if they're gonna go for this match at No Mercy. It looks like they also may go with Cena versus Samoa Joe because right after when they said that Samoa Joe comes out and then says that if anyone is was gonna team with Miz, it was gonna be Joe. So the tag match was set for later in the night after Joe went after John Cena. Um, John Cena and Roman Reigns were set to face Samoa Joe and and, uh, The Miz later in the night. And uh, for that reason, it also could be Samoa Joe versus John Cena at No Mercy. The best was Miz looked like, huh? Okay. All right. All right. I'll take Samoa Joe. Just completely forgot about his his two boys in the back. Yep. Um, Let's also not forget that um, I don't know if where they're going with this with these four guys, but if they go with Samoa Joe and uh, John Cena, um, 
the whole story with WrestleMania 34 with Brock Lesnar, which is just being brought up into talks again, um, was supposed to be that Roman Reigns has won every title in WWE except for the Universal title. So, And as a result of that, going up to WrestleMania, they were going to have Roman feud with Miz for the Intercontinental title. So don't be surprised if they have Roman and Miz at no mercy and Roman wins the Intercontinental title because then he'll have won everything. The tag belts, the United States title... The Intercontinental title. <laughs> the WWE title. Fuck that. Ew. No. Absolutely really, not. If they want to go that direction, can we just not pull the trigger that early? Do not exactly. be surprised. I'm just saying. Like, I would, it doesn't I would look rather like it. see a Joe and Miz feud. It doesn't look yes. it. Yeah, but the thing is, it, they're not going to. They Why won't. not? Well, what else Look, is let's just, let's just remember the fact that even if Reigns wins whatever the fuck's left that he has to win, uh, just remember, guys, Dean Ambrose became a Grand Slam before he did. This is true. Yep. Um, did... oh, Rollins hasn't yet. Never mind. Yeah, I know, right? But, Wait, uh, Rollins has, hasn't he? No, no he hasn't. He's missing Intercontinental, yeah. Oh, he, Reigns, oh no, he became, a, he became a Triple Crown, though. Yeah, he's tri- he got Triple Crown, but... Dean's got Grand Slam. I don't get the whole difference between those. I just know it's because the United States title versus the Intercontinental title. But uh, Triple Crown is you have to hold one of them. Grand Slam is you have to hold both of them. Yeah. Oh, it's Grand one world is- one world title, and now that there's two separate uh, tag belts, it's one world title, both tag belts, and Intercontinental and U.S. You have to hold. So technically, if Kofi wins a world title, he'll be the next Grand Slam. Oh fuck no. <laughs> Well, Wait. no, it's rumored that he'll win the Rumble. So no, and then they'll have oh to want to see God. Kofi Kingston win the Rumble. In the okay, where Shut are up. we going? He's with had this good podcast. moments in the where Rumble. We, where are we going? good moments. Okay, let's let's get back to focus here. Okay, but yes, Reigns. So yeah, Reigns could very well win the Intercontinental Title at No Mercy. Don't be surprised. I'm just saying, like, it's a very far and away chance of it happening, but don't be surprised if they go for it. Um, the next match that we had on the card was a eight man. Cruiserweight tag match. Um, the faces won. Who cares? Um, Skip it. Exactly. Neville Unless, wasn't, Neville Yusuf, wasn't in the match. So. Regarding the Cruiserweight match? The eight men? Yeah, I uh, I thought it was okay. Uh, didn't watch much of it because it just went by very quickly. But, eh, you know. The Cruiserweights are the Cruiserweights. Let them be for now. I'm just like... And let them be, we shall. I'm over the Cruiserweights. So that led to uh, a backstage segment where Kurt Angle was on his phone because all general managers just happen to be on their phone when they're backstage. And um, his son, Jason Jordan, entered the room and uh, they hugged and acted like the biggest fakes of a father-son couple you'll ever see. Um, And then Jordan says, hey, dad, um, I don't want any special treatment, but I want a match. And that right off the bat just shows me that this is Jason Jordan's gimmick. Like, I don't want special treatment, but, like, I I want a shot at the Universal title against Brock Lesnar at No Mercy. Like, I feel like eventually that will happen. Maybe not while Brock's champion, but in the future as Jordan's character builds. If they get him there, because right now it doesn't seem to be working. Um, Angle asked if he had wanted the match with The Miz, and Jordan said no, and that he wanted to face Balor, Finn Balor, instead. 
And uh, he asked Jordan if he was ready, and Jordan said yes. And then he said, well, all right, okay, you could face Finn Balor for no reason at all just because you feel like it. You're my son. I was about to say that. That was really weird. And, I mean, what else is Balor doing that night? But so. also, it also just shows that Jordan could be shaping up to be a heel, even though he's booked to look like a face. Like, on the surface, he might be a face. But on the inside, he may very well be a heel because he could have challenged like, any heel on the Raw roster to a match. But he decided like to father, choose... Like father. Yeah, but he decided to choose Finn Balor, who is one of the bigger faces on Raw. I think it's one of those things where, like, everything's just backfiring on WWE's booking plan right now. Like, with Jason Jordan, because, you know... Oh, he's on his own. He's Kurt Angle's son. He's going to be a face. Well, he's he looks like a heel. He acts like a heel. He's being booed like a heel. It's like what happened with Reigns. They were going to push Reigns so far up everyone's ass. And then what happened? Yeah, but the well, thing is, too. Backfired. The thing is, it's too. Not to that, it's not to that extent. But it's just it's it's just a horrible backfire. But uh, you were saying, Tyler, sorry. No, it's all good. Um, I don't know if Jordan's really being booed. Um, I feel like he has... It's not... Well, it's not a heavy boo. Okay. <laughs> He's not getting any reactions at all. Any. Yeah. And I think that they're booking him to look like a heel. That's what I, that's what I mean to say. He's not getting any okay. reaction. Okay, there we go. He's just being booked to look like low-key, like a heel, even though on the... Like, he'll have a bright, smiling face, and he'll be like, yeah, I have a lot of respect for people. I'm a respectful competitor, and I lose sometimes. No, like, he does that, but, like... First off, it feels like he's a face until the bell rings. Like when he faced uh, the jobber last, like a couple weeks ago on Raw when it when they came to Canada. Um, you know he seemed like a face until the local guy came out, and he's from Canada. So you expect usually when they have heels debut against local competitors like that, when they have heels face local competitors like jobbers, they usually build the jobbers as they're from home. T- their hometown is right there where they're at so when uh the jobber came out they build him from canada so i was like okay so he's the baby face because he's the hometown guy and then jordan is a face it didn't make sense it only made sense if jordan were to be a heel so for me i feel like it's him being a like acting like a baby face but also acting like a heel in terms of wrestling and uh you know, his attitude as a wrestler. Like, as a human being, he may be the face, but, like, you know, it's hard to explain, but you know what I mean. Like, Kurt Angle kind of heel. Like, that's what I was going to say. Or, like, Bo yeah. Dallas. Even Bo, yeah, even Bo Dallas to yeah, an extent. Bo like, Dallas is a good example, like, too, like, yeah. Like, Bo Lee! Like, NXT <laughs> Bo Dallas. Yeah. The good Bo Dallas. Exactly. R.I.P. But, uh, um... Any, yeah, so that was, that was... Uh, yeah, any other thoughts on this match, though? Well, I don't remember segment? who went over. Who, I didn't, who went well, over in the match? So, uh, Balor, Balor won. won. Yeah. It was, okay. a pretty, it was a pretty decent match, though. I I couldn't just... I was like, why? I was like, why Finn Balor? That's all I could think of the whole time. Yep. I guess just because... Maybe, maybe um, probably because it's a big name or maybe what they're doing is he's... Actually, what am I saying? It's the same thing. They're just going to be building him up by having him take on bigger names as uh, the days go by, and then eventually he's going to go for his ultimate challenge, which could be, I don't fucking know, 
Probably, hopefully not Lesnar. I think they might actually end up building to Miz versus Jordan, but I don't know. Because, like I well, said, I'm almost thinking Reigns Miz now. Mm. Because they could be saving Roman and Cena for the Rumble or Survivor Series or something. Just having like some long-term booking to plant the seeds. If they're going to do Roman and Miz, then the prob then you'd have to ask how long is Reigns going to hold the title, assuming he wins, because by not even not even by the like by January by like mid December heading into the new year, that's when not even that, maybe even like Survivor Series, that's when things are going to be set up for uh, or start to set up rather. Well, it depends. For, if, uh, it depends. WrestleMania, if, assuming that's still the plan. It also depends if they plan to have him win the Rumble. Oh, Jesus Christ. If they have him win the Rumble God, for the no, 50th fucking time. Um, the, the second. I know. It just Here's what's going to happen. Like... Reigns is going gonna to start at number one. He's going to eliminate literally everybody and then win the Rumble. They should have done that with Bray Wyatt. They should have. Oh, that would have been great. Yup. Um, but speaking no. of Bray Wyatt, he wasn't even on the program tonight. Yeah. No, he was not. Yeah, fuck that. WTF. Takes a loss at SummerSlam, doesn't even show up on Raw. They're also Shout were, out to what culture? There were a decent amount of people on um, SmackDown that weren't even on TV either. Another shout out to what culture for that one. But, WTF. Literally. Um, so, uh, Balor won. LOL. Just kidding. It's not like that at all. It's really <laughs> different with Balor. Um, only, it, it only if it happens if it's like the demon. Yeah, exactly. Demon wins, LOL. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, there you go. That's that's a good way to demon ones, lol. But yeah, the next segment that happened was actually <laughs> one of my more favorite segments of the night because the new Raw Tag Team Champions, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, are my favorite act on Raw every week. They're so consistent with having good segments and good matches, and they work well together because they've worked well. They've worked together for years uh, when they first got to WWE, and uh, yeah, so they came out and uh, basically said that they would be taking on all comers for the Raw Tag Belts. And they called someone out to face them, and the Hardys came out. And that, I was honestly surprised. I thought they were going to hold that off for a little while. I thought they were going to have, like, the club or something, like, some easy easy win. But, no, they had the Hardys come out, and um, they came out and challenged them to a non-title match. And then, for some reason, it was almost a little weird because Rollins was like, Whoa, we are, are you serious? Like, we idolized you growing up. Like, I don't get why they had him say that. It was kind of stupid. Um uh- Rollins' response was very out of the blue and also broken Matt. That's all I'm going to say. Tim? Rollins, your kayfabe is showing. I think I think Rollins was marking out a little bit. I think so, too. Um, uh, I liked how this match seemed reserved because I, I can see that they they may have spots for a bigger and better show. I agree. There's definitely going to be another match down the road for the tag belts. And broken Matt, LOL. Do you think this is going to be the team to break Matt and Jeff Hardy? No. No. (laughs) Unless they like, unless they powerbomb Matt through a table. Yes. Let's break Matt Hardy's back. Wait, double powerbomb. Oh, shit. Hmm. Shield powerbomb. Yeah. Oh shit! If we can, the problem is we have to have somebody sell. We have to have Matt sell an injury to break, like 
sell an injury. Like he'll be in the wheelchair for a few months. So yeah. So yeah. So, um, so they had the match, and it was a really good match from what I heard. I kind of missed parts of it. Um, but Ambrose and Rollins won, and that was yep. that. Yep, that was it. Just a clean finish. Nothing happened after the match. No interferences from anybody or anything. Uh, yeah, that was about it. Um, so this I just want to mention story this. story is the eventual breakup. Yeah, the story is the eventual yeah. breakup for sure. Yep. Um, so the next segment that happened, I just want to like mention briefly the backstage segment with um, The Miz and uh, The Miz Taraj uh, and Samoa Joe backstage. Basically, it was just Joe telling them to shut up and listen to him and that uh, like he was basically going through the plan and saying, if you listen to me, we're, we're good. We'll, we'll, we'll have a good shot at winning this tag match tonight. We'll, we'll be fine. Just follow my lead. It was just really funny that Joe kind of just <laughs> told Miz to shut up and just took control like that. That was awesome. Joe was just like, fuck off. <laughs> fuck off. Fuck off with you. <laughs> fuck off with you. Off, <laughs> go somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, the the next segment that actually happened was in the ring. Sasha Banks came out, the new Raw Women's Champion, and uh, after winning the title, she basically it was weird because she mentioned uh, Boston a decent amount, which is weird. Um, and then yeah, she was supposed to and then sent well finish, wishes finish. to Ric Flair because <laughs> I felt like she mentioned Boston and the crowd started to turn on her and then she was like oh good um get well Ric Flair and then it kind of won the crowd over a little bit more um but yeah she basically just said that um she didn't want she was trying to cut a promo against Bliss because she was saying she wants to defend the title the right way and she doesn't need to have people watching her back but uh promo against Bliss and guys I mean, like, I didn't really get to see the whole segment, so... You died. So, it was a promo, <laughs> it was a promo against Bliss, and Bliss basically was like, I don't really want to make you feel... I don't want to make you cry tonight, so I'm going to wait until next week. The crowd booed because it's next week, which is always yeah. funny to me. Uh, so, we have a women's title match set up for next week between Banks and Alexa Bliss. All three of us live in Boston nine months out of the year. So we were like, yay, Boston, but you're the face in New York. <laughs> Literally. What? Yeah, so it's, just, it's like, huh? What? I was like, "That's you're not getting yourself over there. Exactly. I was like, yay, but... You, you know you're in Brooklyn, wrong right? <laughs> wrong So Sasha wrong Banks doesn't know city. Wrong city and the worst city to even mention it. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Rematch Alexa Bliss, soon. as no. always, is fantastic. So, Have you guys seen the uh, promo video for No Mercy? No. Nope. I l you, it's just Alexa Bliss, and I love it. It is really fucking creepy, oh, and it's really good. It. I think I saw yeah, it. It's really I cool. Saw, they, they did a candy commercial during the show with Alexa Bliss, and I was like, I like that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so did Owen, but... <laughs> You know. So after this uh, was the Jordan and Balor match, which we already talked about. So after that was the main event of John Cena and Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe and The Miz um, in the tag team match. And uh, it was a decent match. Um, kind of by the books, tag team match on Raw. Um, the faces won. 
after Miz cut the promo of his life, he jobbed out to Cena. This isn't going LOL. forward, WWE. This isn't going forward. This is literally going backwards in time to two different WrestleManias but, where the Miz had to job to Cena. And what are they doing? Absolutely nothing about it. Um, but Tim, I think you have some points that happened in the match that caught the wrestlers' attention. No, because we're not there yet. We'll get there. Okay. We have to go over SmackDown first. Oh, we're saving that for the end. All right, cool. So, uh, how many of you actually watched SmackDown this week? I watched uh, a few videos, like on YouTube. I watched just about all of it. Uh, I was about to say this is the first week I've watched all five hours of weekly television, and yes, yes so. yeah, this is one of the first few weeks in like a while that I've actually been able to like, catch up on everything. I, well, I tried on... to watch Raw the week before and I passed out. So, oh, did you? <laughs> shit, jeez, I made it. I made it through. Uh, I can't even think of how much fucking WWE I, I got through in four days. What was it? Saturday through Tuesday? Yeah. Cool. Anyways, SmackDown. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Um, I will say though, um, in the match, in the tag match, uh, I just wanted to finish that up. Um, Joe had Cena in a coquina clutch, and Reigns went in to break it up with a Superman punch but hit Cena instead. So they had to play that little drama off. Um, you know, formulaic face versus face turned feud uh, by having a tag match, and then the heel sets it up. So after the match ended, um, Cena was, like, holding his jaw like, oh, you punched me. And then they were just, like, talking in the ring, and Reigns told Cena, my bad, and then Reigns left to close the show out, leaving some tension there. Did the crowd cheer when Cena got hit? Yeah, I, I believe so. I think that I don't remember. I think How they get Reigns cheered. Have him go against Cena. <laughs> I honestly, who do they hate more? I think they hate Reigns more still. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like who do, they're they're gonna figure out who they hate more when the two of them actually have like a proper one on one. But the thing is, they were in the ring together, and the fans chanted, "You both suck." They didn't both pick suck, one. So they just hated on both of them. So I'm, I don't think it's I'm kind of glad. Anyway. The thing is, the f when they actually have their match, whenever that may be, uh, the crowd can keep chanting that. But eventually, the heat's going to be way bigger than the other, and only time will tell whose heat that is. I think they may literally throw trash in the ring. Oh, God, they might. They actually might. I, they avoided it at WrestleMania 31, which is the last time I thought trash was going to be in the ring, but yeah, I true. don't know if they can avoid it this at time. 31? You thought tr trash was going to be thrown in the ring at 31? Well, because the yeah, original plan was that was like, oh, that's true. That yeah, was, the original plan. That's right. And this was suffering such cash reigns. That was so. the height. That, yeah, that, that was, was yeah. the height of Roman Reigns is like being shoved down everyone's throat. Yeah, that was the height of Reigns not being who Reigns should be. So, yeah. would be the better phrase. Yeah. yeah. So, but uh, Friday night SmackDown. SmackDown. Who wants to start that? Tuesday. Off? Friday night. Tuesday. Tuesday. Not Friday. Yes, Tuesday. Tuesday night, SmackDown Live. Did I say Friday? Yes, you did. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Shout out to the old days. I haven't throw, said Friday, throw SmackDown in a long time. Throw back to Rise Up. Throw back to Michael Cole. Throw back to Jonathan Coachman. Shout out Coach. to Coach. Shout out to Taz and JR. Shout out to Taz, who's on Shout somewhere. Shout out to Teddy. Teddy holla, Long, holla, wherever you may be. Holla, holla, players. He's rolling uh, in the to, He's not uh, dead either. Shout out to his uh, his tag team matches and having one on ones with the Undertaker. The Shout Undertaker. out to Reverend Al Sharpton, who I believe is there on SmackDown at some point as well. Jesus Christ! 
All right, who wants to start out? <laughs> Tuesday he night SmackDown Live. No, Never, he was a he was a guest on person. Raw. Was it? Oh. I don't. Oh, that's oh. when they had those whole guest uh, guest hosts. That's when they did the whole guest host because uh, the the their the storyline was uh, uh, President Trump bought <laughs> 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 Monday Night Raw and was like, "I'm too lazy to host this." Shout out to uh, Brooke Domery. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Who, who was also on Friday Night SmackDown. It's foreshadowing yeah. to, to married, the Oval Office. Got married to yeah. Teddy Long. Yeah. Uh, who else can we shout out to Friday Night SmackDown since we were talking about Fridays? Uh, Oksana, uh, Vicky Guerrero, La Familia. Shout out to the SmackDown 6, like the OG SmackDown 6. Shout out to JBL 07. Thursday Night SmackDown days. Yeah, that was oh, Thursday. Oh, was it? Fuck, you're right, it was. Man, never mind. Shout uh, out to Orlando was... Jordan. <laughs> Where? I forgot he existed for a minute. Shout Where out to Kizarni. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, Ooh, shout, out to, uh, shout out to Jesse and Festus. Jesus Christ, this is downhill. That's Luke Gallows, my guy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, never mind, K-Paper Live. All right, never who wants mind. to open up Tuesday Night Smackdown Live? All right, there we go. <laughs> yeah, there we open up Tuesday Night Smackdown Live. I'm all about that Friday Night SmackDown. I'm still waiting on it. <laughs> Tyler yeah, won't talk we'll about it. SmackDown until it's back to Friday. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. Uh, who opened up SmackDown? Uh, Kevin Owens, wasn't it? Or AJ? Yeah, that was uh, AJ Styles opened up. He was talking about how he was still US champ. And then uh, Kevin Owens came out and uh, was like, AJ, AJ, didn't you see what happened at SummerSlam? AJ, look. Well, yeah, that was because um, AJ Same brought back the U.S. Open three. Challenge, right? Yeah, because he wanted to bring back the Open Challenge. And Kevin came out, and he was like, he was being Kevin Owens. So, uh, yeah, they had that little uh, segment back and forth. And then Shane came out. Yes. Yep. Um... And Shane let him pick his own referee. So yeah. let's continue the story as... He goes and runs around backstage for the entire show. He asked Sami Zayn. I really wish Zayn did it. I knew it wasn't going to be Zayn. Just... I, I get why we didn't do it, so I'm okay with it. Yeah. Uh, so eventually, he ran into the fashion police, which was awesome, because he was like, no, get away from me. It was like how Seth Rollins used to react to the New Day, which, yep. which I just found hilarious. Yep. And then he was like, wait, no, I actually come back. And by then, they were gone here so he found baron corbin jesus christ so we now fast forward to the match uh they're having the you know they're a little diddly and they're, they're going fine and shane mcmahon comes and fucks around with baron corbin because i think of a missed call yeah corbin made like a ton of shoddy calls like favoring kevin owens through the match yeah. and then so while that's going on KO low blows AJ a pin happens Shane pulls him out and Baron Corbin quit on the spot as a ref and tossed Shane the t-shirt and from there Kevin Owens got beat and more sad face because where do we go from here for Kevin Owens um Kevin Owens um That's all I got. How about how about how about something no one has ever seen before? Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. Yes, that's money. Book it. It is money. Hell in a cell. Book it right now. Actually, oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, you, you know what? 
That would be a badass match to have at Hell in a Cell. In a Hell in a Cell match. Sammy versus Kevin? Um, yeah, why not? It's a go Someone's to going. That smack I'm all for it. In that match. Um, uh, so, right. um, actually, um, I was thinking... Where do we go, Booker? What'd you say? Lead the way. Where do we go? You book things. Lead the way. Come on, oh, come on budget Vince Russo. Do your job. For Are we talking KO Sami Zayn? We're talking KO. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, I don't even know, okay. dude. Maybe KO Randy Orton? I don't I don't know. Who wins? Probably Randy Orton, because fuck Randy Orton. Rusev wins. Rusev lost. Randy Orton will win. He lost. Randy Orton will win in seven seconds. Can we talk about how neither of them were on the program tonight either? That was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. They had that entire whatever the fuck that was and then both of them didn't show they up. also didn't have the new day they didn't deserve to the show titles. up they would have gotten booed out of the building but you know they also didn't have the new day though yeah that face um but uh i also think that uh aj is going going on to feud with corbin for the uh, united states title but it's corbin probably will probably lose that doesn't make sense. Yeah, don't know how the, how long that's gonna last. So uh, how's Corbin getting into that? Because he just lost to Cena, because, so there's got to be at least. Okay, so Corbin currently was trying to screw over AJ Styles constantly in that match. Corbin accepts next week's U.S. Open Challenge. Um, and then somehow a shoddy finish happens, and then Shane books a rematch for the next pay per view. Which actually, maybe not because maybe he won't accept that open challenge for a while because they're not going to have another pay per view for like another month and a half ish, something like that, or a month or something, because they're not having a pay per view in September, as far as I know. Because the only pay per view that's happening, I believe, is in October, and that's Hell in a Cell, I think. Yeah, they're getting, uh, yep, because Raw's getting TLC that same month, I think. Yeah, that's another thing. I feel like SmackDown needs a pay per view this month, but I also feel like. I don't get it, cause like Raw has the pay per view on September twenty fourth, so you feel like there should be an early September pay per view for SmackDown. So then SmackDown think, gets uh, SmackDown you... has no matches right now. Exactly. The yeah. the problem with SmackDown's booking post SummerSlam is that there's a lot of holes that need to be filled, and there's not enough time to fill those holes if there was a pay per view in early September. Yeah, I agree. It just sucks. I feel like they should have one more SmackDown pay-per-view before Survivor Series if they're going to do that. Because oh. it just feels like they're not treating SmackDown right. Because right now they have two Raw pay-per-views as opposed to one SmackDown pay-per-view leading into Survivor exactly. Series. Yeah. Like, there's there's not, there's like too many holes for, like, just... It's it's a giant fill-in-the-blank right now with SmackDown's booking with the whole, like, the U.S. title picture is uh, probably the, the one of the best examples. And the other best example, which we will use to segue into the next segment... Uh, the Ginger Mahal Shinsuke Nakamura debacle. Good job. Way to good segue. Good job. Right. Perfect segue. So, Dan, uh, if I may, uh, so Daniel Bryan's backstage. You know, he's on the phone. He's texting, doing what general managers do. Uh, sure. And uh, who else shows up but the Sings and uh, everyone's favorite Indian and Canadian, uh, our WWE champion Ginger Mahal. And so Daniel's like, oh, no, Shinsuke is going to get another shot because you can't win a match without the Sings. So Shinsuke is going to have a match tonight against the Sings. And uh, I thought it was I thought it was great. There was a, there was a good amount of fear in both of them thinking, oh, we're going to die. And I loved it. I loved every little bit of that short little segment. 
So my my question is, well, actually, it's not a question. My prediction is to eliminate the Singh brothers interfering in this uh, rematch they're going to have for the WWE title. They're going to have a Punjabi prison Japanese death match. Stop. Never say Punjabi prison again. <laughs> Honestly, it's I don't so think ridiculous. anything... Nothing, okay. no gimmick can keep the Sings out. Like, it has to be something far more ridiculous than cell. the Punjabi prison match. Steel cage. No, they can... Steel cage they can get into. Shark they can cage. climb to the top. Shark cage they can pull an Enzo Amore. No, it'd be uh, so Hell funny. in a Cell, they no, can wait. hide under the ring. Wouldn't it be funny, though, if they had a shark cage match? Because it's two guys in one shark cage, and that shark cage is super small. Like, they'd be, like, barely able to move. I, I just, they'd, just be, they'd just be standing back to back. It'd be so funny. And oh, then man. somehow they, like, what they figure out is they just start, like, like, they like start looping doing each other small up. jumps, like, God. They just start, like, jumping up and down until the, until the chain gives way. And the shark cage just lands on Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, so Shinsuke Nakamura kicked their ass yep. on, on SmackDown in a two-on-one handicap match. Great quick match. Which is exactly as long as it should have been. Yep. And I'm a little upset I didn't get to see like an insane bump from them, but I'll take it. It's fine. I mean, it's, it's SmackDown. I feel like they're going to sa- they they, they they save the crazy. They save the crazy bumps for like pay-per-view, you know? That's true. Yeah, they don't have a lot of stars to work with, so they just got to save all the good stuff for the good shows. And that's yeah, about exactly. as much as we can say. Moving on. Speaking of things they should save for the pay-per-views, Bobby Roode's glorious theme song. Speaking of Bobby Roode, hey, look who's on SmackDown. All right. Keep going. Keep going. You're doing great. I know I'm doing great. Look, here's... Okay. I I enjoyed Bobby Roode's debut up until the fact that I realized he was facing Aiden English. Because I completely forgot about that about a minute or two into the match. You forgot who he was wrestling while he was wrestling him? Yep. Jesus I just Christ. I just looked, I'm like, I lo- I was watching and I'm like, who is this skinny white dude? Oh yeah. Right. I forgot. Simon Gotch isn't a thing anymore, so Aiden English is just there. The, the Beethoven of Baritone. He's just he's just the enhancement talent. The Beethoven of Baritone. Okay, this is what we talked about. This is what we talked about in my um, in my group chat, in our group chat. Excuse me. Wow. In the group chat. In the something. group chat. This is something that I brought up. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, you brought up the fact that Aiden English just jobbed out, and how stupid it was. Ah, and I had said that. I didn't know that we were going to this. No. I thought we were going somewhere. Well, no, I was saying but... that I had said that SmackDown doesn't have the talent to just waste wrestlers as enhancement talent. They have such they have such a bad problem with a lack of depth in their roster. Raw doesn't have this problem. Let's face it. SmackDown has this problem. Especially, especially now that we've lost Cena. And especially so. now that the mid-card feud, the mid-card title feud should be the main event uh, title feud and vice versa. Like it just shows how thin this roster is. And like just the fact that we were like what's the plan for uh Kevin Owens after this there should be no question that you can come up with something but you just can't and it sucks the fact that they just waste Aiden English as an enhancement talent like sure his gimmick's not something that can get over but like at least try to find something to work with the crowd you know it just frustrates me because they do have a a lot of potential 
but they don't use it at times. And then they complain, like, our hands are tied. We don't have any talent. Well, that's because you don't try with them. Um, but... Well, now they have been... They We thought they were thin before. Now they're really thin. They really yeah. have nobody. Like, they have six stars who can work their mid... their U.S. and the WWE title. Luckily, the tag team... The tag teams seem never to get hurt by these all these switches that happen, but they 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 got raided completely. SmackDown had a great undercard roster, and they got raided completely. They lost Dean Ambrose, they lost John Cena, Randy Orton's nowhere to be found, Rusev's nowhere to be found, Kevin Owens is now unfortunately in purgatory as well. Sami Zayn is useless. Ty, Ty Dillinger. Dill- Where's Ty Dillinger? Ty Dillinger's not being used at all. Ty Dillinger and Sami Zayn were partners for a little while. They were wrestling in a couple tag matches together. And now they're nowhere to be found. So, now, so Baron back, Corbin's back being uh, on a Baron time, Corbin's, Corbin's on a timeout. Yeah. He's being punished. Yep. He went to the bad boy Bobby, corner. Bobby Roode is, I think, going to be dropped in the WWE title picture immediately. I think, I think Bobby Roode, either he's going to be dropped into the title picture or he's going to start with the u.s title okay we said this with nakamura and yeah we did then he got to the time of being in the wwe title picture and we were like it's way too soon and i said that i mean i said that i i see people i do i i kind of see where you're coming from but where else are you gonna put him oh i i agree i get and i also get that it's jinder mahal like let's get the title off him he's boring yeah, but they haven't. I know. <laughs> they were going to. And then Baron Corbin decided to piss off an army vet. Oh, exactly. Like, I get, like, okay, people are like, oh, man, we got to we gotta get Jinder Mahal, like, Jinder Mahal with the title. Oh, it's only to it's only to help out the Indian market, man. It's only to, you know, get the ratings up and uh, buy the WWE Network for $9.99. It's only to, it's only to help out with the, with the fans over there. And, oh, yeah, he's horrible. We got to, we got to get the title off him. Uh, he's still WWE champion. He literally just, he, uh, I wouldn't mind Bobby Roode immediately being put in the <laughs> WWE title picture only if he pins gender. And the, the weird thing is, have... is that when he was interviewed afterward, the was the only time I thought he was a heel and he wasn't even super heelish. He, he congratulated uh, Shane and Daniel Bryan on breaking the bank to sign the hottest free agent in sports entertainment and then told the crowd, Adam that, Cole. And then he said that everything he touches turns into big box office. Wait, Yusuf, can I get your thoughts again? Exactly how you said them. What? <laughs> can I get like, that entire sequence of what you just said again? Like, like word for word. Word for word, sound effect for sound effect, because you right, sound uh, just as confused as my mind was. All right. So, uh, you you have Jinder Mahal win the WWE title, and people are like, "Hooray!" Cool, Jinder Mahal is champ. I don't know why, but he is. Oh, it's to help the it's to help the Indian fan base out there, so they can you know buy the buy the WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Available now for nine ninety nine. Uh, and it's like, wow, this is great. The Indian fans are loving it. Oh shit, Jinder's a horrible WWE champion. What do we do? Oh, let's let's have him go over uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. And then, and then just, like, not have him drop the title. But he was terrible. Right. So we're just going to have him not drop the title. And then, <laughs> Okay. Okay. So, so we're just going to not have okay. him drop the title. And then... You've, you've said everything that my mind could possibly think of. Yep. In that one verse. 
Yep. In that one exact sound effect, actually. Would... See, the thing yeah, is, that's, that's fair. they gave him the belt, and they just don't know what to do with him now. But they don't want to take the belt off him because they feel like, I don't know, that they, they have a better way of solving it. They pushed Ginger so hard by accident that he's literally stuck in limbo right now. Yeah. Who's credible to take it from him? Apparently nobody. Literally, apparently. Really, they do. Here's what really, they do. All right. Really, on, today's episode of, uh, on today's episode of Cringy Booking, <laughs> starring us, uh, they have uh, they have AJ Styles pull an Austin Aries from Impact. In, Option like, I forget C. What fucking year it was. Option C, exactly. He'll be like, I'm giving up my US title so I can get a shot at Jinder Mahal. And then just pins Jinder. <laughs> and then, Wait, Baron, and then a delusional Baron Corbin comes out with his already cashed in money in the bank briefcase and tries cashing in. <laughs> For the U.S. title. Yeah, for the U.S. title. <laughs> for the U.S. Okay. title. Okay. <laughs> Jesus only, to be, only to be attacked by the Sings. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jesus. Um, That's so. Like, there's no one. I mean, they're eventually going to make Shinsuke Nakamura champ, but it's like, it's not too soon. It's just now's not the right time for to me, do it. I was almost thinking it was like a Ryback style push, and he's not the same wrestler as Ryback or the, in any sense. But it just felt like he was rushed. Yeah. Um. The issue is now, like he kind of has the character, which is maybe why I'm digging it. But no, like no one else in their main event picture has a character. So, it, it, someone who can break your face with your knee as much as I like it, like his in ring, like. Mm. Or, so I, that's why I'm really thinking we're just going to throw Bobby Roode into it and say, fuck it, why not? See, like, the thing Honestly, is, I'd, the thing is, is Bobby Roode a baby face? Who because, cares? We had this conversation out like, there. Who cares? But, like... Yeah, as of right as of right now, who cares what Bobby Roode is? They're just going to wait it out with Bobby. I don't see he's Bobby... I don't see character. Bobby being in the main event for a little while. I don't think he's going to be there right away. I'm also kind of frustrated with how they brought him up. That that theme song and that entrance alone gives him endless world titles just because how how can you have him that, not come like Bobby like, Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura their themes alone are all the hype that they need. This is true. Like they're both great wrestlers. They're amazing in the ring and everything. Shinsuke maybe not so great at talker, but you get the idea because of the whole language barrier thing, even though he does know some English. But, like, those two theme songs are the most hype thing that WWE has going for them right now. That isn't Brock Lesnar. Or Braun. Or Braun. But yeah. Braun! Uh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Jesus. what I was going with. <laughs> <laughs> I love you know what's funny I was uh just just quickly off topic since I brought that up I was listening to um I was listening to the Takas Jericho episode uh when they were in Shanghai it was him Gallows Anderson and Braun Strowman and they were quickly before they actually started like the actual proper conversation uh they were like oh yeah we got our we got our fourth man oh yeah we got Braun Strowman hey hey Gallows how does this, how does his theme song sound again and all you hear is just Braun <laughs> it's so funny <laughs> It is fucking hilarious, but um, yeah, that's the thing. Like Bobby's theme song and his entrance and the robe, the Ric Flair robe and everything. It's just like that is such fucking hype that he can get whatever he wants. Like, but like, because I can't see into it. not a world title around his waist. Exactly. Yeah. Like nothing lower than a world title run. 
like Rick, like Ric Flair back in the eighties with no right, world yeah. title and that, and just like the banner with the two with the space odyssey theme and everyone's just like, well, this okay. I could also see sense. though. I could also see like even as early as next week, Bobby Roode coming out, accepting AJ Styles open challenge and beating him for the U S belt. Give him a belt. That's yeah. Give him a yeah. belt. Even him and styles for the U S title would at least give KO an opportunity to go to the main event. But yeah. KO just lost. So? What justifies him going into the main event? He's Kevin Owens. Who cares? No, there's got to be... No, no, <laughs> no. He's got to at least, you know, okay, win so... something. He can't lose to AJ. So here's, here's, what, here's what Kevin Owens is going to do. Kevin Owens loses, right? Uh, Bobby Roode takes up uh, AJ's offer for the U.S. Uh, title open challenge, wins. Kevin, Kevin goes to Kevin goes to Daniel Bryan and goes, Daniel, hey, buddy, listen to me. I'm Kevin Owens. I'm Canadian. Ginger's Canadian. I think you know where this is going. And walks away. We're gonna win. We're gonna go for the Canadian world title. Yep. <laughs> that's so. We're, what he we're, would do. we're like, officially branding the WWE Canadian Championship. That's totally what he would do too. Just like. Hey, Dan- Daniel, buddy, buddy. Hey, look buddy. At this. You see this face? Look, I'm Canadian. You see this? I'm Kevin Owens. <laughs> I'm the face of America. God. But that like, was such a great gimmick. It was. It, it, if it, it really only wasn't so lasted. short-lived. Yeah, it really should have lasted longer. No, it lasted as long as it needed to while he had the title. What, two weeks? Eh, yeah. <laughs> Did he really only a... hold it for two weeks? He, maybe like uh, a after month. He, he, yeah, he won it yeah. at WrestleMania. He held it for no, but he and, didn't. Oh, and then he lost it. America again. thing, or did he? I don't remember. He lost it a few times. He's won like four U.S. title reigns in like the last five months. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Back and forth booking. Fifty-fifty booking. Ooh. Love it. Um, so yep. what's left? We uh, I feel like next segment. I'm talking about Kevin Owens all day, but the next segment yeah. was the return of Shelton Benjamin. This time as Chad Gable's tag team partner because I actually enjoyed the continuity of the story because um, it was Daniel Bryan and Chad Gable backstage talking about Jason Jordan getting moved to Raw and Gable being left without a partner. And Bryan said that he didn't just give Jordan to Raw. Um, In exchange, Kurt Angle helped him sign one of his friends. And that friend was Shelton Benjamin, who Daniel Bryan paired with Chad Gable. And it's interesting because Chad Gable was so, like, excited and like super pumped to be with Shelton Benjamin, but Benjamin just kind of looked like he was just there for the paycheck. Like he didn't really want to be there. I, um, I liked the fact that they actually had like a proper backstory as to why Shelton was debuting. It's like, Oh no, Shelton Benjamin isn't just showing up. There's this whole deal that I made with Kurt. So, Hey Chad, we're replacing your stupidly athletic black partner with another stupidly athletic black guy. So, uh, I hope you're happy. Here you go. It's uh, it's American. It's the world's greatest American Alpha two point three point oh, Charlie Haas. <laughs> something like something like that. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, I mean, put right. it best. They'll work. Charlie and I think they both in- they both played it off really well to the whole becoming like tag partners thing. So they'll work well. I think they'll be fine. I think yeah. I don't see them winning the SmackDown tag team titles, but I see them doing I- well. I, I see them winning it not anytime soon. Maybe in like six November. Months. Yeah. Six months. Okay. That sounds fair. Yeah, you put it the best way. Uh, 
Charlie Haas is rolling over in his grave, and he's not even dead. He's not even dead. Yep. Yeah. Sounds about right. Poor Charlie Haas. Yeah. yeah. And the stone cold Steve Haas and all that. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I'm excited. Oh I'm excited for when Shelton turns on Gable. That's going to be good, and it's going to really help Gable break out as a, a good baby face. I yeah, think. I was. Yeah, I, well, I could, you could see the heel turn immediately. Which absolutely, like, be- <clears throat> you can totally see all of the making for Gable's breakout feud, and it's gonna be great. Hopefully, it works against the gold standard. Ain't no stopping him. He'll get another U.S. title run, and that'll be the end of it. Exactly. And you can and go it, back to. It also could lead to go Gable away. being U.S. champion as well. Because really, yeah. we don't need thirteen-year-old stars here. They could play it off how they played off, um, uh, what am I thinking? 2007, Michaels and Cena, when they were tag champs, but Cena was also WWE champ. Yeah. They could play it off like that. They could. They could. They oh. Not saying they will, but they could. Guys, guess what? <clears throat> decisions 101. Guys, the Hype Bros yeah. are back. Fuck. Who cares? They got called, hey, remember they when... got called the job out to the, Uso, the Usos in four and a half minutes. I can't Good. believe the I can't believe the guy that came second place to Rob Gronkowski at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is back. Yeah. Jesus. What do you mean Mojo Rawley won the Battle Royal? It, it was Rob Who? Gronkowski. Who won the Who? Yeah, Gronk won. I'm pretty sure I I remember Gronk winning the Battle Royal. Yeah. Don't you and Gronk? Then, and then, don't... Wait. Yeah. And then and then his tag partner just jobbed out to Miz the night after winning the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania last year or something like that, right? <laughs> That's not. That sounds strange. That's Never heard that Zach, before. Did, did Zack Ryder was a Make a Wish kid in that in that WrestleMania? Let's not make fun of him. Oh wow! Uh, wow! Geez. Geez. Um. So yeah, basically, uh, the USO squashed the Hype Bros, and then. Uh, um, they... Speaking of Gronk, actually, you guys were you guys were both at the uh, the SmackDown for Super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were for Superstar Shakeup. Yep. He was there. Yeah, he was there. Yeah, do do you remember the yeah the Gronk chants? Jesus, God. I remember but, uh, that yeah, when they so first Uso's, started pushing uh, gender, and that was interesting. Oh, that's right. Yeah, jeez. And Ugh, then they had Randy Orton as wanna... WWE champion fighting Eric Rowan. What a blockbuster match! Uh, oh yeah, that was a match of the night. Oh, now, how do I not arguably... remember any of that? Really, you don't? I do. There was uh, Randy Orton versus Eric Rowan. There was um. I remember the tag team match. There was the oh they had a number one contenders triple threat for the U.S. title. It, yeah, was, it was Baron, Corbin. Sammy, and AJ. Yeah. Baron, Sammy, and yep. that was a good match. AJ won that. Yeah, I remember that. And then um, that's when they introduced Charlotte and Tamina to SmackDown. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. So, uh, another that was segment, then. This is now. Another segment we haven't touched on was Naomi and Becky Lynch versus. Natalia and Carmella in a tag match. And the story here was that uh, Natalia was really scared about Carmella cashing in her briefcase and turning on Natalia so she can do that. Um, at the end of the match, Naomi and Becky won, and uh, Natalia kind of just stormed off. Um, it did nothing, really. It hasn't done anything for Carmella's well, that's character. Because James Ellsworth said out loud into a microphone what we were all thinking. Yeah, that's that. That's the best way and to... And that's yeah. the story... I think that's the story. James Ellsworth is going to keep screwing over Carmella. Yeah. And then eventually Carmella's going to kick his ass. It's true. And unfortunately, James Ellsworth. Ellsworth. Oh, fuck. You got a list? Ellsworth. 
<laughs> all right, Jack. All right, Jack Swagger. Try that again. God. The story here is James Ellsworth, and that's a massive problem. Exactly. So. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they're SmackDown. Some of SmackDown's booking, like for different stories, revolves around what the fuck. Uh, yeah. Hey, welcome to the club. Yeah, like that. Uh, it's revolving around revolving revolving around the wrong people. What the fuck was that? You okay? Jesus. Tyler, what are you doing? What? Tyler, go go speak words so we can try to remember how to speak English. Oh God. Okay. Um. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the women's division is really revolving around uh, James Ellsworth and male figures. Again. Um, yeah, again. After it, it sucks because they really had Ellsworth really steal the spotlight at Money in the Bank after having a historic match really take place. Um, and now it's still happening. So he needs to get the fuck out. Like I, I feel like Ellsworth is long past done with the company. I feel like he, his time is, is over. Uh, it was really cool to see him like job out to Braun. He was easily the best jobber I've seen in a long time. And then once they gave him a contract, it was a real feel-good moment. And I saw a heel turn coming. And I was really hoping they weren't going to do that, but they did it. And then I was really hoping that they, he wasn't going to stick around. And he's still around. So, uh, fuck that bullshit. Um, so If he was any smarter, he'd be dumb as fuck. True. That's, yeah. Um, so the next segment that happened was Dolph Ziggler being reintroduced to SmackDown in an interview. And basically all he did was shit on everyone's gimmick in WWE. And so yeah, that he found out what hilarious. he needs to be a big star. And next week he was going to show us that. And Tim, what, what was going to show uh, That he comes out with a giant gold star. <laughs> Just to troll the crowd. I think that'd be funny, but that I know would... WWE. That would be great. Uh, I'm gonna say since since he shat on. Sorry, Tyler, but uh, I'll just quickly put this up. I'm gonna say since he shat on everyone's gimmick, he's gonna come in next week dressed as Jim Cornette. He's gonna be the new Charlie Haas. So that too, yeah. So what he's, gonna be, he's gonna be he's gonna be the new Damian Sando, where he's just everything. He's gonna be but everyone's stunt being... double. Yep. <laughs> if we're being serious, we don't care, right? That's the, no. That's realistically, we don't like okay. Dolph. It's I. <sighs> Let's be serious. I really wish they did better with Dolph, but he's like he's 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 forever stuck in fucking purgatory. He's never getting out. Okay, I'm in the minority here. I'm not excited, but I'm just hopeful that SmackDown does something right with him because they really need more talent i've said it multiple times already they really need it they'll probably find a way to fuck it up because they always do but they need the talent so let's just hope that he does well uh and move on from it so hopefully next week um and also we saw another backstage segment where basically lana is beginning to train tamina to be champion so that's going to be interesting as well because um, Lana's now going to be more of a manager figure in the women's division on SmackDown. So uh, we'll see where that goes. I'm excited. I wanted her to be a manager for a woman for a while. I'm excited, I'm excited for that, yeah, too. So, I'm looking forward to that. It's going to be good. As long as James Ellsworth stays far the fuck away. True. They're going to have a, t a mixed tag team match. It's going to oh. be Tamina and Lana against... Car uh, Carmella and James Ellsworth. That's not mixed. That's four ladies. 
All right, so we're going to have a tag team match, players. Holla, holla. Winner, James Ellsworth, if he, whether he wins or loses, has to go one-on-one -on -one with The Undertaker. All right. So, I, have we have we now exasperated every part of the show? The main event happened. Yeah, AJ Styles won. That's it. Well, yeah, we we, we covered it. the main event. So yeah, we've already we've already covered everything. Yeah, that's that's about everything from SmackDown. Uh, I don't think uh, we're missing anything. No, no we're not because we right. Day wasn't on the show. We, yep. Let's talk about Beach Ball Mania, boys. Oh God, I'm it's water. It's take running over. wild, brothers. It's it's running wild and. I'm about to let a pipe drum drop. Pipe drum drop. <laughs> pipe drum bomb drop drop ginger mahal. He's about to let a pipe drum bop. Yep. I'm about to let. I'm about to spit hot fire. So. Where oh where are my ice cream bars? Where oh where are my ice cream bars? I hate all of you fans. You're all pieces of fucking shit. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Here we go. You think that it's okay to go to a show that you will con and like I'm I'm speaking directly to like marks and smarts and people who feel the need who 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 thoroughly try to enjoy wrestling and thoroughly shit on it on YouTube comments and on Twitter. These are the guys who I'm talking to. And the guys who hey, guess what? I fall in that category too cuz I'm on a podcast talking shit. So what do I know? Uh, you, you guys will go on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and on YouTube and constantly complain to WWE about how this guy's not getting this, da, 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 da. And this guy has this much wrestling skill and this guy should be getting this and Roman sucks because blah. And, and my specific case here is Cesaro. How many times over the last eight years have we gone, Hey, we like him. Hey, he should be in the world title picture. Hey, he's a good wrestler. Hey, he's finally starting to get a character. Now he really should have a world title run. And what do we do? We throw a fucking beach ball during his match. Because y'all want to make the thing about yourself. And this is the overlying problem with crowds over the last few years. I feel like ever since WrestleMania 29, when Wrestle the show after Raw, the show after, the Raw after got hijacked, that it's now a cool thing to make the show about yourself. It worked once there because it was cool and it was different and y'all looked alive. Now it's annoying. And I'm genuinely pissed off. You want to make the show about yourself. The show isn't about you. You're, the reason why wrestling is such a cool and exciting and different thing than a lot of other scripted television is because there's a live atmosphere and a live crowd that can immediately give feedback on, hey, this is awful. This is good. We like this star. We don't like this star. That's what makes it so cool because they don't. They can listen to the live crowd as well as the ratings, as opposed to TV shows who record their entire season and then just have to rely on relay on on uh, ratings to see whether they can get a next season or not. When you go to a crowd, go to a show and make it about yourself, you're taking away from a performer and performers that you say you like and you say you want to see pushed, but then you'll go sit there and you'll play with a beach ball. And then when you're the guys that you hate, you thoroughly do not like, not as a wrestler, not as a human being in the case of Roman Reigns, because good Lord, you people are rough. And you go against them 
and you have but you have their full attention you are right on top of it you are paying attention their ratings are constantly the highest points of the show you are the loudest you have during your whole three-hour show or two-hour show or what have you you are the loudest when they are in the ring or on the tv and that is when you're most vocal on twitter that is when you're most vocal in the arenas this is why people like them get a push and not your stars because you sit there and you bullshit constantly if you gave the same amount of reaction and respect to to uh, Cesaro and not through a beach ball as you do when Cena is in the ring, I guarantee you they they would be at the same point. That is what makes me mad about fans. Go ahead. Please now tell me I'm wrong. Okay. I probably am. So we, no, you're not wrong at all. We had this discussion in the group chat as well a little bit, and um, Owen specifically was like, why is it a big deal? Why is it an issue? Um, this is why. When you want to see WWE, they expect you to want to see wrestling, okay? You want to see the wrestlers. You want to see the in-ring action, the promos, the stories that develop, the characters that are being crafted on these shows. And it's a long process, and it takes a lot of work. And these wrestlers have worked as hard as they can possibly work. They work their asses off for years to get to where they're at. Years. You read some of these autobiographies, they go through a ton of hard times, all right? A, a lot of hard times. Um, you go there and you pay money to see these wrestlers and to see them work. And they work hard to entertain you with wrestling. They're not there to be the background for your beach ball antics. It's not, it's not world... It's not world fan entertainment. It's not. It's not world crowd entertainment. You're not the stars of the show. You pay money to be a supporting actor in this show. And that's the thing. It's, it's crazy. Like, Tim, like you said, the crowd's there to give live feedback and to create this atmosphere with their genuine reaction to play it off as a legitimate sport. And it's not. We all know. That's why we love wrestling and why we spend money to go to wrestling shows. And why we are die-hard fans of this product. We're not there to sit there and play around with beach balls and be the center of attention. You noticed that when Cesaro went out at SummerSlam to destroy this beach ball, the crowd ate it up. Because they realized that they got the attention that they wanted. And that's not okay. These wrestlers, like I said, work their asses off to get to where they're at. Alright? They work their asses off. Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, the Usos, even friggin' Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal got released, and then he worked out a shit ton, changed his body completely, and they rehired him and made him champion. And the same goes for everyone else on the in the roster. They work so hard because it's the most, it's the best wrestling organization in the world, and I will fight you on that. And the fact that you sit there and you pay money to see them. But you don't actually care about these people that work the hardest, especially like Cesaro and Sami Zayn and um, even even The Miz. Like, you were just cheering The Miz on Raw. You were just cheering The Miz. Full on, like, supporting him with everything you had. That kind of support with every promo he has will get him over and will get him in the main event picture where everyone wants him. But the moment he has a chance when he is in the ring, you guys are playing with beach balls. And that's not acceptable. That's why the Miz is where he is. Like Tim said, if if Cesaro or Miz were 
uh, getting the same reactions that uh, Cena and Reigns get, and even Miz when you guys were actually paying attention to him, they would be main event. They'd be legends right now. So, um, you go there. You go there to see wrestling. You don't go there to be the stars. So that's my that's my spiel. Um, don't steal the show. It's not about you. You pay money, but everyone else in the company worked their asses off to get there to make money. Your money that you pay the company to watch these shows, to watch wrestling, not play with beach balls, not sit there and do the wave, not sit there and make chants that have nothing to do with the match, like CM Punk chants when he's been out of the company for almost 10 years. Jesus Christ. Like Yoda chants. Or the what chants. Or not even chance, just what in general. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's cool to to say, like, you both suck to John Cena and Roman Reigns, because they do. Keep that up. But that's not to say that the other wrestlers that you actually enjoy deserve chance, like, like uh, about what you like about them or, how, like, how you like them. You it's know? what you should be doing. Like, those chants, like, you both suck, are... A factor in that you are actually paying attention to what you're paying good money to watch. Yeah, that's what Vince wants. Yeah. If he didn't, he wouldn't book them in that feud. But he is, because he wants that. Exactly. And that's what he needs. He needs the crowd to really eat it up. The WWE is coming to a point where it's not about cheers or boos or level of hype or whatever. It's about it's about who the character is. They don't care about mm-hmm. who's a face and who's a heel anymore. They'll, yeah. they'll like they just put Braun Strowman and Brock Lesnar together, who are arguably two of the biggest heels in the business right now. Even though Braun is being received as a face by the fans, and Lesnar is received by a fa- as a face by many fans in almost every circumstance. So they're supposed to be heels, but they don't care. They're gonna book them together anyway, you know. So that's the thing. Like imagine, oh my god. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of how. Yeah, well, I, I don't think there'd be a difference. Imagine, imagine the post Mania Raw crowd with like 18 beach balls throughout the arena when Roman Reigns was out there. That's the th- like. Just imagine it. Right. Exactly. Would they be? Would they be like? Would they really want to waste their time diverting their attention to some stupid little object rather than? displaying their hatred to a guy that just took out one of the greatest in the business. You know what the craziest thing is? Is that you have two different kinds of people in this business right now. And one of them is John Cena, who supports this, and he's one of the biggest stars in the company. Yeah. And he was encouraging this. That's ridiculous. He's already made it to the top. I get that. But just because he doesn't care, I mean, like, he's worked his ass off for so long. I don't understand why he can still support all of that. That's ridiculous. It is. And my thing is, like, I don't have a problem with the crowd shitting on things that are terrible. That's not my issue. My issue is once you start making it about yourselves. That's the issue. And we're seeing more and more and more of that. And I think this was the height of it. And I hope this is as high as it goes because I know I don't want to see something like this. I will again. I will say, um, just to 
um, bring this up to as a, as a light of hope. Uh, a report went out today that WWE officially banned beach balls from their live events. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, all right, then. Somebody's somebody's going to sneak one in. Well, you know what they do? Yeah, this probably. is how they bring them in. They bring them in not blown up, and then they come in and blow it up and hit it around. Yeah, exactly. It's what, uh, I don't know if you guys uh, read up on this. I don't know if it actually even made it out there. But uh, from what I had heard, uh, at SummerSlam, if you came to the Barclays Center the night of SummerSlam wearing anything relating to Bullet Club, they asked you to turn your shirt inside out. Wait, really? That doesn't shock. Yep. I've heard that. Too. If you were wearing anything Bullet Club re- uh, related, you had to turn your shirt inside out before you got into the arena. Why? Because they didn't want the... Every... Okay. Dave Meltzer brought this up uh, not too long ago on uh, The Observer with Brian Alvarez, how he was at a show in somewhere in California. I don't exactly remember where, but that's not the point. And a good like third of the crowd, like three or four entire rows were just nothing but Bullet Club at a WWE show. Do you really think WWE enjoys seeing product that isn't theirs taking over these crowds? I don't. I also think I it's love funny. the Bullet Club. Here's the thing. I love the Bullet Club and I love everything about what they're doing with the shirts and everything. I, I have two of them with me anyways, but, um, yeah, it's just like I understand that they had asked, you know, oh yeah, turn your shirts inside out because you know we don't want to have Bullet Club logos literally everywhere during one of our big fours. But that's the thing—they'll get into the arena and then they just turn their shirt uh, back to normal, and then security doesn't do anything about it. So, yeah. I mean, I guess they'll just hope that, that enough people the, listen to them. Right. That doesn't bother me. Is that doesn't really like I, as no, a company. Yeah. I well, because the, the thing is, it's not a bothersome thing. Like a beach ball that's actually going around the crowd. Yeah, it can be bothersome because if you want to, if you're one of those people that actually want to focus on like what you paid for and like go see some good old fashioned wrestling, then yeah, seeing a beach ball being bounced around, and knowing that fans are more uh, have their attention diverted to a beach ball rather than the actual wrestling, it'll piss you off. If you see, like, 18 guys wearing Bullet Club shirts, who the fuck cares? I can't, I went to Raw wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure we saw a bunch of them at SmackDown. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, yeah. Were. I think the guys right behind us had a Bullet Club, a couple Bullet Club I'm pretty shirts. sure. There was at least, when I, uh, when, I went to, when I went to Raw a couple weeks ago, when they were in Toronto, there was at least, I don't know, I ran into maybe 50 guys wearing Bullet Club shirts. I'm surprised they don't capitalize with the Balor Club shirts now. Because they've oh, already they started sh- making them the same like style. They should. Yeah, they don't want to get that copyright sue. No, yeah. Lawsuit. That's the last yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Nope. Yeah, because New Japan owns the rights to Bullet Club, so. And they won't sell them. Exactly. You know what really shocks me though, going back to the beach ball and the fans, is the match they did it for. That's what makes. That's what yeah, it was even the ta- more. It was the raw yeah. tag team match. It was. was yeah. And it, but it's not like it's scrub tag teams either. Like it, like. Nobody really like Seamus is just there. No one cares anymore about Seamus. But like Cesaro is there, who everyone wants to be a world champion at some point. And mm. it's Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Like three two of the, of the, two of the biggest guys, guys. Three of the four guys have like, been world champions. Massive, 
yep. and three and four are massively over with the crowd. That's what I oh, didn't yeah. understand. No, and the other thing too is like the entire crowd has been like, oh, the Shields reunion, the Shield reunion, the Shield reunion. You people were so fucking fucking hyped about this, and yet you brought out a beach ball. Yeah, I was like to what I think was the second most hyped match of SummerSlam. If they did it on end on the big cast match, I would have been like, all right, that's annoying. But that would have like, been it would have been understandable because it's like, like I don't care. This match is only going to be like five minutes anyways. It was longer than that, and that's ups- and that was upsetting. Was it longer than five minutes? Yeah, Fuck. Five minutes. I think it clocked in about ten. God. Because like I was kind of skipping through it because I was behind, and I was like, "Fuck, why am I still skipping?" Let's just say <laughs> at least it wasn't brought out at NXT Takeover Brooklyn Three. Oh God. You know what? Those are honest. Like those fans are annoying too, but like honestly, they are the most into the product. They're into yeah. the product annoying. Bothers. Yeah, because like, NXT they'll delivers. Sing during, they'll sing during the matches, which I'm like, all right, shut up. But like, but like at least they're into it. Like they are fully behind NXT. They, I wish they would do that for the main roster. Yeah, they did it during a Cesaro match. I was like, why? Yeah, literally. Yeah. And then even on Raw, they did it during the main event of Raw. Like, as soon as it started. And, like, they liked Samoa Joe, and they want to boo Cena and Reigns. I don't know why they were so fascinated. Well, they brought out the beach ball then because they knew people were pissed off. Yeah. So. And rightfully so. I wish more com- people in that company would get pissed but off But then Cena it. and Miz reacted to it, and that's only going to egg it on even more. Cena apparently isn't. Well, I watched that segment and I was like, "Of course you did." Okay, people thought that Cena encouraged it, but I also thought he was kind of mad about it. No, he encouraged it. I I don't know. For he some was, reason, it looked like he was mad about it, but I could have been wrong. He was kind of like he was like, "Y'all did y'all paid your ticket and you come here to have fun, and I like a crowd that has fun." And I'm like, "Shut up." <sighs> yeah, I'm thoroughly frustrated with. All WWE crowds right now. Yeah, I mean... NXT. All we can do is hope for the best. I mean, especially... But they were the same guys. That's what I didn't understand. It's most of the same people. Those yeah, I, look, I, looked, exactly. I looked in the front... Like and the same... I looked at the front section of where the hard camera was pointing, and it was, like, all the same people. Yeah, there was that dude with the Muffin Club shirt. You see that? <laughs> yeah. Muffin mean, Club. Mean Jesus Christ. There. Yep. For at least the first 15 rows of a pay-per-view on that side of the camera, you can't get a spot because it's the same people every time. It's funny that they don't have the wrestlers that attend the NXT shows on the hard camera side. That's a good thing. It's, it's, it's a very good thing they don't do that. No, yeah, it's just interesting. But, like... Well, also, I don't know if they really want, at the time when Seth Rollins went to Brooklyn, one, when he's the biggest heel in the company, crying at the women. I don't know if they want that on TV. That's very true. So, you know. But, like, so I know it's so it's the same people in these crowds, and they didn't do that at NXT. So. I don't know what it is, what kind of crowd it I think it just needs to be, a per, like, a perfect storm of, like, the right people at the right place at the right time under the right circumstances to want to hijack a show like that. Raw after 30. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very well done because they hijacked perfectly because they were into the product. Yep, and it's it's interesting because like even like when we were at SmackDown, Tim, we start we tried starting chants sometimes, it never caught on. No one wants to cheer for the actual product; they just want to boo JBL. Oh my God, that was fucking ridiculous That's that true. night. I remember the, that. The biggest reaction Jesus. was to boo JBL. 
Yep. Jack Moore, which I will admit I did join in on one of them. Same. I, I joined in a bunch. Did you see? I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a guy that got uh, ejected from the arena that night for a JBL sign. Yeah, it was a fire JBL sign or something like that. Yeah. Like four more in the crowd. Than this, so. Yeah, exactly. There, were, there was like at they, least. Did they kick the guy out? I thought they just took the signs away. I think they I think they escorted him out. I don't remember. Jeez. I also got there 20 minutes late. So. Oh, did you? No, I got there. I got there about like 15 minutes. Actually, no, I got there just about on time. Like by the time by the time I got there, that's when like the crowd was really getting riled up over JBL. So. I missed Kevin Owens' first appearance on tonight. Yeah. So this, uh, that, that's the thing. At the end of the day. This crowd has a lot of things they need to react to, and they react to all the wrong things because they hijack the show when they need to react most. I think that's the bottom there, line. Or they'll sit there silent on a segment that like, is actually good, and I'm like, well, okay. The only thing they get right is to sit silently when Jason Jordan comes out. Which is the wrong thing they should be sitting silent for. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, it's still wrong. Yep. What do I know? I'm just a guy on a podcast complaining. As Seriously. Well, so. so let's yeah. let's uh, let's end this on a positive note. Um, let's let's go to the best, best in wrestling. wrestling segment. Um, Tim, you have a best in wrestling this week. Did I say I had one for this. You did, yeah. I know you were really excited about it too on the group chat. No, and I and I think you all thought I was going to say the Miz, and it was completely different. I think it might have been Braun. I was gonna. I, I figured it would be Braun. I I didn't know if it was gonna be the Miz or not, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm for gonna, for you, it's Braun. Go with Braun, just because Braun is looking fantastic right now. Either that or Drew McIntyre. One of the two. Oh, did you see what I sent to the group? He's fine. I he's fine. He, yeah. He's, okay. I hope he's think, not injured. I hope. Okay. They great. said it's not. If anything, it's not major. Great. He said he's fine. Well, he may not yeah. Respond. That's great. Um. Well, thank you for not saying Miz, Tim, because. My best in wrestling this week is The Miz. My God, his promo was straight up fire this week. The crowd ate it up. Oh, yeah. The crowd ate it up. And, yeah, like, just based on the fact that Tim and I both always pick The Miz for our best in wrestling for the past couple weeks, he's on fire. He's killing it. And uh, WWE needs to realize what they have and capitalize now while they have him because, my God, that promo was, like, literally the promo of his life. It literally... For me, revitalized his career. Because it felt like a while after a while he was stuck in raw mid card purgatory, but I think it's really starting to help him break out of the break out of his uh, break through the glass ceiling. I guess. Uh, no, actually, you know, speaking of the Miz, I think I saw this on Twitter. Uh, it was two day, It was uh, on this day one year ago that the Miz pulled off that beautiful uh, talking smack segment with Daniel Bryan. Talking I- smack needs to come back. It should. I wish it did. Best in wrestling, user. Uh, okay. So, I don't remember. Okay, remind me again. Can I? Is it only WWE related or? No, no wrestling I, in general. I knew it. Okay. I knew it. Well, well, here's. I I'm gonna bring up something indie related, but uh, honestly, best in wrestling was I. And it, okay, I was going to say Braun, and then you took Braun, and then I was gonna say The Miz, and then Tyler took The Miz. So. I'm just going to say um, NXT TakeOver. The whole card was great, and the way they built up like throughout the night that this Ring of Honor invasion is like happening, 
I thought was great with Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish like showing up after the tag team match, and then the two of them, and then Adam Cole coming in uh, making his debut after McIntyre won the title. I thought it was uh, I thought it was all great, and I'm really looking forward to see how they're gonna roll with that since McIntyre's fine and he won't be out sideline with an injury or anything. Uh. Quick shout out slash honorable mention though to another thing that uh, best in wrestling so far. Uh, what are, what is it? Uh, what culture's uh, indie uh, promotion they've got? WCPW. They're currently going through their uh, uh, final rounds of their World Cup tournament going on, and so they just had their round of sixteen earlier today. And uh, a lot of a lot of matches on the card were not like. Super amazing five star, six star. Meltzer's gonna break the street uh, record again and go seven or anything. But there were there were some great matches. Uh, probably favorite match of the night was or of the whole thing of today was. Uh, if you guys have time to check this out on YouTube, it's uh, Rey Mysterio versus the man who I think was probably considered the best flyer out there today, Will Osprey, uh, the dude from England, and uh, Jay Lethal versus Zack Saber Jr. Both. Amazing matches and a great, great day so far. They've got two more days of the tournament uh, over the next couple of days heading into, I think, something like that. It's like between now and Saturday is the rest of the tournament. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that <clears throat> a group like, a company like What Culture could bring in so much great talent. And you know, there's no storyline involved or anything. It's just like solid wrestling that the people love to enjoy. So yeah, that's my uh, that's my honorable mention for best in wrestling this week. Nice, yeah. I watched WCPW in the very early part when they had like Joseph Connors and Big Demo and stuff like that. It was really good. It's it's some gr- it's great stuff, and like the kind of talent that they bring in, I'm amazed they can pay them. But yeah, the best you do money for those one offs. Yeah. All right, so uh, I think Shout that'll out. wrap this up this week, guys. Um, thank you so much for Shout tuning in. Yeah, Tim, you got all your grievances out. That's great. hey if anyone wants to you know debate me on twitter you know fuck now i gotta remember what my twitter is hang on (laughs) i changed my handle on my wrestling all right we'll we'll wait on that one keep keep going try to all right so buy you time time. uh guys so yeah we are currently uh working to grow our our fan base on itunes so if you could do us the biggest favor in the world and leave us a rating preferably five stars uh, but any great rating would be awesome. And uh, leave us a little review in the comment section where you can just type in what you think of the podcast, uh, what you think of our voices, um, how well we mesh, and how great we are best are at being best friends. Because uh, that's us. Uh, yeah. So uh, all it does is help you guys be able to get the best content you possibly can from, the, from us, from Vacant Wrestling Podcast. And uh, if you share it with your friends as well, and leave ratings and reviews regularly uh reach more and more people faster and hopefully more will come from that uh like i said in the past couple episodes we're looking to branch off into youtube which will lead to more video uh more uh discussion than just this podcast um thinking more of fantasy bookings and um you know almost revamping like how wwe should book certain things and just overall little discussions and things like that. And I'll obviously keep you guys up to date on the latest news in wrestling today. So Tim, you got that, you got that Twitter handle yet? Yeah. Follow us all on Twitter and you know, call us out, call us out. I like, I like arguing with people, especially on Twitter. Cause I can block you. Uh, 
at VWP Tim. So hit me up. Please, right. please tell me I'm wrong. Yes, follow me Anybody on Twitter wanna, as well. Anyone else want to drop their Twitter? Yeah, I'll drop it. At TNO98. Hit that. Yell at me a little bit. Tell me how cringy my booking is. All right. Well, since we're both dropping your Twitters, at uh, DarkPopeX. That's my Twitter handle. So if you want to hit me up and call me out on being a silly indie mark, go right ahead. I'm about to call you out right now. Ah. Oh. Bet the tweets are protected. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you that? so much for tuning in this week. Uh, <laughs> keep checking up for another episode, probably sometime in the next uh, week or two, preferably in the next week. Uh, all of us are going back to school soon, so we'll be at least we'll be in the same area. So maybe we can do some even more shows and get the YouTube channel rolling. Uh, please don't forget to leave a rating and a review on our podcast page on iTunes. We really appreciate all of your support and listening to every episode of us talking and rambling about wrestling uh, like it's our job because we don't get paid for it. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in this week, guys, and we'll see you next time.